What's happening, guys? This is Alex Osterley, and thanks for joining us on episode 18 of Food Marketing Nerds. Over the past several years, marketing to millennials has been a really hot topic of conversation. By most definitions, millennials are anyone born between the early 80s to the late 90s, probably best known for their love of Snapchat, obsession with traveling, and most importantly, their massive spending power and the large percentage of the U.S. workforce that they make up. So it's really no surprise that many brands have shifted their marketing budget to engage this generation, whether through relevant product offerings, on-trend design, cause marketing, or in the case of today's guest, it's pulling together all the above. Now we're talking with Amanda Sains, the marketing director of Be More Organic, about their recent rebrand and cause marketing done the right way. Now, just a little backstory, Be More Organic has donated over $600,000 to a really awesome cause that you're going to get to hear about more in a minute, but that is a huge sum of money, and they're not a big company by any means. In this episode, you're going to learn how to communicate your company's mission without ever sounding preachy, what brands should do with their packaging to appeal to millennials, why genuine cause marketing is much more than just a campaign, and a whole lot more. So, let's go chat with Amanda. Welcome to the Food Marketing Nerds Podcast, where we talk marketing, branding, and social media with the smartest minds in the business. Here's your host, Alex Osterley. Today we're here with Amanda Sains, who is the Marketing and Operations Director of Be More Organic. Thanks for coming on the show, Amanda. Yeah, likewise. Um, I'm really excited to be here, Alex. So can you just give us a little bit of background into your story and uh, maybe just some insight into Be More Organics? Sure. I got involved with Be More Organic about two years ago. It was really funny. I had just moved to Baltimore, just wrapped up my master's in marketing, and I'm in a local store and I see this product on the shelf called Be More Organic. And I just thought it was the cutest thing. You know, a, a lot of my friends know me as a really healthy person. So to see me a product that says Be More Organic on the shelf, I just had to buy it. And I drank it and I was like blown away at the nutritional profile. It was this really great, healthy product. But unfortunately, the bottle didn't really appeal to me. So um, I went home, I Googled it, and I kind of saw that their website was stuck in 1999. And I said, hey, this, this company might need some help. So I ended up sending the founder an email and just said, hey, here's my story. I'd love to help in any way. And they you know, had me starting out as a brand ambassador. So I was literally pouring samples in Whole Foods for a little while and took initiative. I started sourcing 5Ks and yoga-thons and stuff like that within the community that I thought Be More Organic should be present at. And it just kind of took off from there. I mean, they started giving me more responsibility between social media and local events. And then it just unwinded into inventory and production and all this. And uh, two years later, now we're here. Well, there you go. So uh, from the perspective of a brand ambassador, does that seem like a good place to find potential employees? It is. Um, we get a lot of inbound interest from kids that are still in college. Um, there's a lot of colleges here in Baltimore. So we get a lot of inbound people that are truly passionate about the brand. And it is so funny that you say that because I see a lot of myself in the kids that approach us. We have a really great brand ambassador right now, and she is just killer. And we would love you know, to have her. We can see her on our team in the future. So it, it is definitely a great place to start as a brand ambassador. So I'm curious... The name Be More Organic, what, what's, uh, what's behind that? 
So be more organic. Um, be more is kind of a short name for Baltimore. So that's where we were founded. But it's also about being more, being more of yourself, be better. And organic, obviously, we make organic protein smoothies based on Icelandic skier. So skier is a drinkable. Well, skier is an Icelandic style yogurt, and it has very unique probiotic cultures in there that give it kind of a tart and tangy taste. And um, it's a strained yogurt, so we remove all the whey and leave the casein yogurt. So then you get this really condensed product that's high in protein and lower than sugar than your conventional conventional yogurts out there. So Be More Organic was founded on Icelandic yogurt, and we just really want to provide a sustainable and high-protein, healthy product to people while you know telling them that they can be better and then living our values of be more healthy, be more giving, be more green. Now, in our uh, call before the interview, we were kind of going over a, a few different, some really unique things about Be More and the fact that it is a, a B Corp, which is is kind of a, a play on words a little bit with Be More. But uh, can you go into that and just uh, tell our listeners a little a little more about uh, the nonprofit that's that's tied in and and uh, that background story? Sure, absolutely. And this is. This is what's the really exciting part is, you know, be more giving and we are a B Corp. Um, we donate 1% of sales to breast cancer and MS to a nonprofit called Jody's Climb for Hope. And Jody's Climb for Hope was started by our founder, Andrew, of Be More Organic. So it actually started backwards. Jody's Climb for Hope was started. Um, unfortunately, Andrew's sister was diagnosed and passed away from breast cancer and his wife has MS. So he he said that you know we don't want to live in a world where these diseases are where there's no cure so he started this nonprofit and he was already really big into mountaineering and climbing so what better way to use his passion to raise funds for these diseases and so on an Iceland climbing trip Andrew and his wife were you know, kind of getting really exhausted and their guide introduced them to skier. And it was this amazing product that gave them energy. It made them feel good and it didn't make them sick. And so they took it back to the States and they were like, wow, this, this skier is amazing. They started making smoothies in their kitchen and realized, you know, I think we're onto something. They started bottling it up and giving it to their friends at the climbing gym and to yoga studios and just the people in their neighborhood. And it really started taking off. And they said, hey, I think we should continue moving forward. And then now Be More Organic exists as a means to give money to breast cancer and MS. And that's really what I get excited about because, you know, we're not just a smoothie company. We are living and breathing this nonprofit every single day. Every bottle makes a difference. That's uh, that's a really cool background and something that is just completely unique to you guys as far as the nonprofit being really the driving force behind the brand and how it even got started in the first place. Is there any challenges that, that come along with being a B Corp or committing to donating a certain amount of, uh, of the proceeds that you guys raise? Um, some challenges is really, I think, you know, again, just informing people about who we are. I don't see any business challenges working together. In fact, I think it really helps amplify our brand as a B Corp because, you know, we want to tell people of our mission and we want to inform them that we are doing such a great thing together and kind of living the brand every single day. A lot of people don't realize that with Jody's Climb for Hope that we are out there 
climbing mountains. In fact, this past summer, I was on a climbing expedition to Mount Adams, and this one was really special. It was an all-women's climb, the first inaugural one, and uh, 10 women and 10 guides, and uh, we climbed Mount Adams, and Jennifer, the co-founder and Andy's wife, she has MS, like I mentioned, and we actually pulled her up on a sled wheelchair-type device, and we got her to the first summit of the mountain. And being be more organic and being a B Corp, you know, we want to really inform people. And I think, you know, knowing that story, it will get people really excited. So I think, you know, it's not a challenge. In fact, I think it really helps us. And so I've seen this where sometimes companies can come off as though they're really trying to commercialize a cause to increase their bottom line. But your brand is not like that at all. And I'm just curious, how have you found such a great balance in your messaging that creates awareness around the fact that you guys are a B Corp and stand for something so much bigger, but also aren't coming off as preachy or, or that you're using this nonprofit as, as leverage, I guess? Right. So you see a lot of brands coming off preachy, as you say, or pink washing or green washing. And we don't want to do that. We don't want to really lead with the fact that we donate 1% of sales to breast cancer and MS. We just kind of like to have that in there. So you don't want to flaunt it because you want people to ask about it. And, you know, you see it on the bottle. We have a little message on one of our panels and, you know, you get people asking about it. So then we can tell our story, not necessarily yelling it at them. And I think that gives us the opportunity to be more personable and to, again, be able to tell that story where it makes sense and where people want to hear it. So finding that balance, you know, not leading with it, but being able to convey it in a more personal way. So it sounds like kind of a content marketing approach of letting people discover it without being in your face about it. Exactly. That's great. So kind of going back to the beginning of, of our interview where you're discussing when you when you first discovered the product and you you saw that the branding wasn't wasn't quite what you saw that it could be. What was the process of one, introducing that idea to to the founder and two, actually moving forward with doing a, a rebrand. So that was a very interesting story. I think, you know, I came in and I, I conveyed that, you know, it's not really it's not really appealing to millennials at the time. It was a very child-oriented product. It had, you know, just a stock picture of a banana and mango on it and kind of fluffy writing on it. And Fortunately, we got into some major accounts last summer. We got into Kroger, we got into Harris Teeter, and we really wanted to amplify our brand before going national. So I think within a month, we all made the decision, it is time to rebrand, it is time to change our look, time to change our label. And that was actually one of the hardest things I've ever worked on because I think we got this project done within a month. You know, how do we, how do we make it look right to our target demographic, which is millennials and, you know, people who care about what they're putting in their body, like yoga moms. We like to call them, you know, people they're feeding themselves, but also feeding their families. And then you also have the side of the athletes. We get the CrossFit guys, people who love to run and just basically anyone who wants to put something healthy in their body. That's who we're trying to appeal to. So not necessarily kids. So we, within a month, we worked on this label and wanted to get all that we could on the front 
you know, you only have so much real estate to work with and under budget, within the budget rather, it was, it was really, really difficult, but I think we all worked on it together. We were doing some research and working with our designer, going back and forth. So that really helped us launch into a national presence with the best foot forward that we could at the time. And so, um, you know, we, we all came together and realized, you know, that it was time to change the look of Be More Organic. So you mentioned you guys were working with your designer and doing this all in-house, it sounds like? Yes, yes. Our um, designer, she's amazing. Um, she helped put some iterations together. I think we had seven options to choose from, and we cut them out and did these mock-ups, and we walked into Whole Foods to just really assess the category. You know, we put up one option on the shelf, and then we put up another option on the shelf and just assessed what the marketplace looked at at the time and how we could still convey our personality and convey our values while coming off as a wholesome brand and something that people would want to pick up and get excited about. So you guys actually went into a Whole Foods and placed the the new potential branding on the shelves. <laughs> we did. What uh, what else did you guys do for market research? Um, for market research, just really scrolling the web, you know, looking at what our competitors are doing, but also looking at what was coming on trend at the time. We just started looking at different packaging designs on on the web and just trying to assess what worked for us. As you mentioned, you guys were trying to hone in on that millennial demographic. Was there anything in particular that you added to the packaging or the certain approach that you took to make sure that it was more appealing to millennials? Right. So we didn't want to be so literal with the fruit. And that was kind of one of the things. We didn't want to just yell at people and say, hey, it's a banana with that stock photo. We have now a handwriting font on the front of our bottle. It's very clean. It's minimal. And the watercolor of the mountain and the, um, the, we have mountains on our labels for our branding, but the fruit is just very subtle and it just kind of hints at what's inside the bottle. But we really wanted to focus on the benefits. Um, We have our protein content on the front. Uh, We have no added sugar. We have the fact that it's Icelandic style yogurt and we have the fact that it's grass fed right there on the front of the label. So people know exactly what they're getting into when they look at the bottle. They don't have to turn around the label. They can see that this might be something that they would be interested in without screaming at them, you know. All right, so it sounds like the, the handwriting style fonts, um, looking at your website and your packaging right now, it's got the hand-drawn fruit and uh, the the bright colors. Is that the most effective way to catch the millennial eye, if you will? I would say that. And, you know, we just really wanted to be minimal and clean and um, have some packaging that, you know, when I, when I look at a shelf and I see a cool product, I'm not going to lie, I pick it up and I might buy it and I might go put it on Instagram because I think the packaging looks cool. And that's really what I was trying to get at when I was designing this label. And I I hope we can, I hope we achieved that, (laughs) you know, but I I think so. Oh, thank you. (laughs) I I think your packaging is great and I'm a millennial. So that's, uh, that's, that's one stamp of approval. Awesome. For what that's worth. That's awesome. (laughs) So as a, as a smaller brand, without a, a huge marketing budget. Is there anything in particular from that standpoint that you guys have found uh, really effective? So we've actually worked a lot and 
found this to be pretty effective. We worked a lot with registered dietitians uh, on social media to kind of give us that credibility and endorsement from a healthcare perspective. And I found that that has really helped us, you know, give credibility and authority to our brand and to our product. Uh, our mission is to take a bite out of disease and what better way to work with healthcare professionals to get that message across and to allow people to see for themselves that our product is quite healthy and better for you. And so when you're actually working with these dietitians on, on social media, can you walk us through the process of how you go from either discovering these dietitians or them reaching out to you to them actually posting a, an affirmation that what you're saying about the nutrition content is true? Yeah, on social media, I love reaching out to people. I love talking to people. And I do see the value in just shooting people a tweet and just say, hey, we have this product. Would love to send you some samples or some coupons for you to try it. And it really is just having that conversation back and forth and mailing them samples so they can try it. And and that's really all it is, is engaging them and having the two-way conversation on social media. And then we get the result and we're able to both teach our audiences about each other. And is there, do you have a, just off the top of your head, a, maybe an average uh, rate of people who you send samples with the, with the hope that they post compared to the ones that, that actually do end up posting about it? <laughs> we actually, we have a pretty good return rate. It, you know, if so, I'm sending somebody coupons, they are more than likely to go out and buy it. Or if I send them samples, they are most likely to post something. So I would, I don't have an exact number, but we have a pretty high success rate with that. And I think that's helped us because on, on social media, you have a lot of mom bloggers and a lot of healthcare people. And I think, you know, helping with the mom bloggers too, especially young moms, getting that, endorsement from healthcare professionals helps us and it it really does get the messaging out and is it implied that you're hoping that they post or do you actually throw that out in the conversation or how does that work it's implied you know i don't ever if for especially for healthcare people like that i i know that they're busy i know that they have their own business it really is just a, getting the product in people's hands um, and that's kind of going back to demoing you know all companies start demoing and getting people to try your product. That's kind of what we're doing on social media. Is It's almost like a demo, getting a bottle on someone's hand, getting them to try the product and seeing that, it, hey, it tastes delicious and it's better for you. And as far as, and I totally agree that social media is just a kind of a, a scalable demo if you can figure out the logistics behind shipping the product efficiently. Has direct outreach or you personally doing the outreach on social media been the most effective way to, to engage with people to try your products? It has been the most effective way for sure. Um, you know, it, I think it's also more personal when you have somebody, a real human contacting you and saying, hey, I would love you to try this. And they are able to try it themselves, get excited and say, you know, I want to get behind this brand. And then another great thing about social media is because you can just see somebody's website on their profile, click through, and then they can learn about our mission and then learn more about who we are with Jody's Kind for Hope. And, you know, I'm not just trying to sell them something. I really just want to give it to them and make the decision on their own. I know that you guys recently launched a, a coconut smoothie just because of the rise in awareness around the need for healthier fats and and uh, plant-based saturated fats. So can you 
take us through the process of what it was iterating concepts for that new product and what the launch, how the launch is going, what, what went into that? Absolutely. So you're right. We were staying on top of trends. We're doing a lot of research and seeing fat is back. And I, as a consumer, I consume a lot of healthy fat and I've always kind of said, you know, we need to get healthy fat in our products, but we didn't want to heat the dairy, which a lot of times people can say is not good for you. So we were trying to figure out how can we incorporate healthy fat in our product and then we also realized that coconut was a hot up and coming flavor. And I think it, I think I saw a report that coconut was like the number one flavor of 2016. So we're like, okay, well, this is perfect. We'll get, um, the organic coconut and we'll use the flush of it for that healthy fat. But then we'll also get the amazing taste and creaminess to make the smoothie. And when we launched last week at Expo, I cannot tell you how successful it was. People were like, this is going to be your secret weapon. This is, delicious and it's so good for you and it's something that people can get behind so um you know we're staying on top of those trends and in order to launch it we were doing a lot of r&d in the office we're having our farm send us samples we're taking the formulation you know tweaking the sweetness of the stevia and how much of coconut can we use so um we're happy with the with the result we really are and it happens so quickly we're just like hey do you want to do coconut and we were reading all the trends we're like all right let's do it and we just did it so quickly (laughs) that's that's impressive to turn it around turn around a a product like that in a in a short time frame yeah we just we we literally got the samples back from the farm the final samples printed the mock-up labels and we're nearly gluing the labels onto our bottles before export but luckily we found this great local vendor that helped us apply the labels in a true fashion. So that just goes to show you how quickly that we did it and right off the line, we made it just in time for Expo. And so I'm, I'm not seeing the, the new coconut flavor on your website. So was was the release of the product or the launch of the product uh, at Expo the start of the go-to-market strategy? It is. Correct. Yes. Um, so we presented to our distributors the flavor, but it's not on shelf yet. We were just trying to gauge, is this going to be a success? Is this going to be something that people want? And we did learn that it is going to be, in fact, a hot flavor for us. And we were hoping to get it on the shelf in the next few months. So like you said, it's not on the website yet. That's just how close to the deadline we came. So we need to get it on there. <laughs> That's great. And so did you say that on your website, you can, or you guys are starting to dabble with e-commerce and actually shipping? Mm-hmm. Yes, we found this amazing warehouse in New Jersey, and they they work with carriers to have a deal, so it's affordable for us to ship a perishable product in a cooler. So yes, this is actually very new for us, and it's going to be a great uplift to our brand. So now that people near and far can get our smoothies, even if it's not available in our market. And that's something that I helped launch. It was really exciting for us because there's nothing more frustrating when people approach us on Instagram and say, Hey, I can't find it in the store. So then now we can direct them to our website in our shop and get that product to them next day delivery on their doorstep. Wow. And is the the shipping and the logistics behind all that expensive with a refrigerated product? It's not as expensive as you would think. It, um, Like I said, we found this great warehouse and they, I guess, work with a lot of brands. So they're shipping in high volumes. So the carrier that they work with has just given them a lot of discounts and it, it comes to us and it makes sense to us and we're able to capture 
you know, a great margin on it. That's awesome. And so I've got a few more uh, wrap up questions. These are these are questions that I typically ask each of our guests. So I'm interested to hear if there from the two years ago when you first started working with with Be More Organic, is there anything that that you picked up or that you know now that you really wish you would have known going into it? Oh, you know, I think that I wish I would have known how many hats I was going to be wearing. <laughs> when I got into it, I was, you know, I just finished my marketing master's and I was like, oh, I'd love to help with marketing. But it, like I told you, it just has really evolved to this all-encompassing role where we are working around the clock. And I wish I would have known that going in, but I'm kind of glad that I didn't. I was naive enough to just put myself out there and just say yes to everything. And now I have this amazing job that I'm completely passionate about and I want nothing more than be more organic to be successful. And it's just, it, it's really great. I, I, I'm glad that I didn't know. <laughs> I'm not sure if I would have signed up for it. <laughs> and from a marketing standpoint and having just a, a crazy schedule with all the different demands of being always on, do you feel like wearing all the different hats and working long hours and, and having all these, these different things on your plate is a characteristic of the new type of marketing role, or is that more specific to a startup culture? Um, I think it's specific to the marketing role, but also I'm, so since I'm doing all of our operations, it's like I'm working two jobs. So, I mean, that's really what it comes down to is being busy because I'm doing a lot of different tasks and a lot of different projects at the same time. And I, that's a perfect segue into another one of these questions. It's, uh, is there anything that you use, whether it's a productivity hack or a, a software that keeps you on top of, uh, of staying productive? <laughs> well, first of all, I yes. But I think the most important thing for me, because I'm always on all day, is I like to carve out an hour or two in the morning to work out and to have my coffee. And I think that is the most important thing for me to keep my head on straight because it's me time and I'm able to focus on myself because you never know, like once you walk in that office, you never know what's going to happen and you need to feel good all day and working out and having that coffee and time myself is really truly what keeps me going. But beyond that, I mean, I think the obvious Google Calendar, I like to put my tasks on there. And we also use a software, uh, a task management software that helps us collaborate as a team. And um, it's really helping us getting a lot of projects done. Do you mind sharing what the project management software is? Yeah, it's called Productive. And it's by Jive. So um, it's it's just, we all have an online to-do list every employee has a, a profile. So we all have our tasks and to-do lists and it's public. You can do private things and then, you know, you can make notes on it. So if Andy says, that, Hey Amanda, can you please send some coupons out? Then we have a nice little section of the task management software that says, Hey, yeah, send coupons out to these 10 individuals. So it helps keep everything in one place. And then last question. So has there been a book or maybe a a set of books that you've you've read in the recent past or whether it was while you're getting your master's that has really shaped the way that you approach marketing? Yes. So, um, well, one of the books that I've read that helped us with marketing or, you know, just as a company in general uh, is Do the Kind Things by 
Daniel Lebetsky, the Kind Snacks founder. Um, I was really, it spoke a lot to me because he kind of got involved with his company because he was also mission driven. He was looking for a way to raise money for his cause. And that's quite literally raising peace in the Middle East. So believe it or not, um, he he went into entrepreneurship as a means to fulfill that. And obviously, Be More Organic has a lot of parallels with that as well. Because, you know, we're juggling with Jody's Climb for Hope and Be More Organic. And um, I just, I've, as I was reading it, I felt a lot of um, some similarities between both of our company's journeys. And he talked a lot about scaling too fast and how do you, how do you market your mission and market your product in a very saturated category like a, a protein bar or an energy bar. And he was the first of his kind to have the transparent label where you could see the product inside. And that's kind of what, um, you know, is really shaping consumer trends is that transparency. And that's what I feel like my frustration is with marketing is I want to, I want people to understand that we can't be any more transparent. We couldn't be any more organic. You know what I mean? It's kind of like a play on words, but I think that my, um, if you can see a company like Kind Snacks did it and they struggled in the beginning, that's what keeps me going. So um, I, that's that's my mission. And when I read that book, I was like, wow, we can do this. That's great. I'm definitely adding that to my reading list. <laughs> so this has been a really cool interview. And it sounds like, and I, I know that you guys have uh, some really cool things going on that people probably don't know about with with Jody's Climb for Hope and, and uh, committing to donate to to MS and, and cancer research. And uh, uh, where can people go to find out more about Be More Organic and what you guys have going on? So you can find us online at www.bemoreorganic.com. And we're on all social media. We're on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at Be More Organic. And that's B-M-O-R-E, organic. And then you can also go to climbforhope.com. That's amazing. So thank you so much, Amanda. It's been a pleasure. Okay, thank you, Alex. It was great chatting with you. Thank you all again so much for listening to the podcast. And if you guys are finding any value or enjoying what you're listening to, we would really appreciate if you could go over to iTunes and give us your honest feedback in the ratings and review section. It would really help us out. So thank you all again. And we'll look forward to talking to you on the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Food Marketing Nerds Podcast. For interview transcripts or to download your free social media ebook, check out foodmarketingnerds.com.